BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello there, everybody. It's me, Gary Kidney, the co-host of You've Got to Be Kidding Me on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. And I am Liam Jones, my full name, and I am also a part of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network as a co-host for You've Got to Be Kidding Me. We are a TNA history podcast that covers TNA one month at a time. We cover all the drama, all the matches, all the Vince Russo nonsense you could ever want in your life. Have you you heard of TNA? I bet you have. But would it be funnier if two people made jokes over it the whole time? Probably. So if that sounds like fun to you, check it out on this very Voices of Wrestling podcasting network, and Liam will do bits and whatnot. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Here we go! Listening to the Emerald Flow Show on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 41 of the Emerald Flow Show. We're a podcast on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network, and you can follow us on Twitter at Emerald Flow Show. You can listen to us on all major podcast apps, and if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, and you can go to VoicesOfWrestling.com slash donate to donate to the show. I'm Gerard Detroit here with Paul Vosch. Paul, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Looking forward to uh, having a week off from work uh, next week. So it's, it's it's been a while since I've had some time off. <laughs> Perfect time to catch up on all the wrestling. Exactly. I'm gonna do like a big like big Japan catch up uh, while I'm off. 
Yeah. And uh, special thanks to Andrew Sinclair for filling in for a segment on the last episode. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a lot of fun to get uh, Andrew's thoughts on Noah and everything. And yeah, no, that was a ton of fun. So I'm sure whenever we'll need like an emergency co-host again, I think he's like top of the line for that one. Absolutely. Um, and so we've got we've got a ton to talk about this week, and it's actually sort of like a bit of a historic week in some ways uh, in terms of some of the stuff we have to talk about. So we'll start with what's on top of everyone's mind. Uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, we'll quickly touch on the Shin Kiba show on the 26th. Uh, I thought there was some really good stuff on here, like yeah. uh, Kento versus Kataro Suzuki. Yeah, I, I really like that one because it's like I I kind of didn't expect this like the that it was going to be like this close of a match. Like this feels like Ken, right. Kento kind of like fucking around a bit on like a Shin Kiba show where he's just like, no, I'm just going to like sell for the junior for like nearly 15 minutes and then just roll up like right. win by like barely escaping with a roll up because it was like Kotaro Suzuki, like really like dominating the match. Yeah, working the headlock yeah. and everything like that. Very simple in that way, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, what do you think of Rising Hado versus Yutani? Uh, I liked that match. I was kind of like found like the match structure interesting, but again, it was like another one where like the like the great guy was the guy that was like dominating the match, right? Like it was like, it was, like Yutani yeah. basically. Like it was literally like hired to like surviving until the end, until like time the time limit expired, basically. But like Yutani was like like he had him in like a. a what did he have him in? Like, he had him in a hold and was, like, literally, like, higher to was, like, seconds away from tapping out. And then uh, the time limit expired. So I thought that was interesting. And then we had astronauts in uh, Ryo Inoue versus Naruki Doi, Naoki Tanizaki, and Hokuto Omori, which went to another draw. Mm -hmm. This time, instead of 15, it was 20. I thought this was pretty good as well. Yeah, I thought this was a banger. I actually went four stars on this one. I thought this was awesome. Yeah, I'm a little surprised no one took the fall here, but I guess it sort of makes sense yeah. in the booking. Yeah, like I think this one makes a lot more sense now than it did in the moment. Because like, like watching it back, like knowing that like Inoue was going to challenge for the junior title, I think it became very clear that like, the, like that what was what this whole match was about, was like about like putting over Inoue without yet giving yeah. away that giving him the win yet. Because I think it was important that he got the right. win on the next show and not here. But, like, he got mm -hmm. close. He got super close. And the, the crowd, like, yeah. felt that as well. Like, when he put that armbar on Doi, like, that crowd, like, went ballistic. Yeah. And then uh, Suwama and Daisuke Sekimoto versus the Saitos uh, basically went the way you'd think it would. Yeah. To a double cutout. And that's what would have happened even if Shuji Ishikawa wasn't injured. Yeah. Yes, basically, yeah. And we also had uh, Manabu Soya going back to like being a young boy because of things that we're going to talk oh, yes. about much later in the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, but of course, he won his like, what, third match this year against Takao Mori? <laughs> they really want to make sure that, that uh, Get Wild is dead. Yeah. And uh, what do you think of the main event? Yuji Nagata, Master Wado, and Reiki Honda versus the Aoyagis and Yoshi Tatsu? <laughs> uh, I mean, I. Basically, it made me very happy that like we have Atsuki Aoyagi in all Japan and not Master Wato, because it's just like <laughs> Atsuki is just like Master Wato, but like better in every single thing. Like they even have similar haircuts, I realized. Mm -hmm. And then like Atsuki just, just did colors. all of Master Wato's stuff, but he was much better at it than <laughs> him. 
I think Watt is pretty good. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was good, but I don't know. It, not great, I guess. Yoshitatsu in there and everything like that. Um, and then so we move on to the big one at Corken Hall in front of 1,047, which is up. Paul, do you think that's a little disappointing considering the main event? Uh, I mean, or I'm kind of hard pressed. Take yeah, <laughs> kind of hard pressed to really judge it because of how they've been drawing recently. And since this is up, kind of hard pressed to call it a disappointing number. But I, I, I think I'm really curious because, like I said, my theory has been that like the hardcores have been pissed about all the outsiders like holding all the titles, especially the triple crown. So I wonder it now being on Yuma. If we we see a reverse of the trend, but yeah, we'll see. Well, uh, big mistake for them to miss the show. Yes, I mean that's the other thing. If you're pissed about like outsiders like holding like the triple crown, and then you like don't go to like the one where Yuma wins the title, I mean that's on you at that point. Yeah. So first up, we had uh, Rising Hayato, Rio Inoue, and Soma Watanabe defeating Carlos Sato, Dan Tamer, and Rio Kawamura. In uh, 959 with a chicken wing arm lock from Inoue on Tamara. Uh, this is a pretty good opener. Kawamura sort of not always great, so he's but sort of kept hidden in this, and I thought it was really good. And the crowd popped huge for that finish when yeah. he submitted Dan. Like I think that's like the first pin, like a pin or right, like victory straight up that Inoue has ever gotten, right? Because I'm trying to think if there's anything that he's he beat, ever won. He beat Hokuto. Oh yeah, but that was before he even got gear, right? And that was yeah. Yeah, didn't he beat Dan before too? I for some reason I thought he did, but um, yeah. So that was a good opener, and then we go to All Japan versus Black Generation International. Katara Suzuki and Hartley Jackson defeated Yoshitatsu and Black Mensa Ray in seven twelve with a Tiger Driver from Suzuki on Mensa Ray. It was what it was. Yeah, it was. It was fine. I guess. Was, yeah, I don't know. I feel like. I feel like Hartley Jackson was good, but not so much anymore. No. Or was he always bad? I don't. I think he def. I think if you put if it used to be if you put him in there with the right opponent, he could have like a good match. But he was never like. Yeah, I swear I've seen him in good matches. Yeah. But it's been a while. Yeah. He's pretty immobile. And the next. Yeah. Uh, and then next up, we had uh, Hokuto Omori and Naoki Tanizaki defeating Ryuki Honda and Masao Hanabata in four minutes and twenty six seconds with an elbow. Like a rolling elbow from Omori on Honda, and there's a few things to say about this match. Uh, Honda has been announced as having a mild concussion. Honda is still on all of the shows coming. Yeah. Um, what did you think there? Because look, I don't know what the protocol is when you're a wrestler or anything like that, but there was a lot of time where Daisuke Kamabayashi could have called the match but didn't he before they went to that have, finish. Yeah. Like, here's the thing, like, if this is, like, a work, which I yeah. almost, like, I don't know, like, the whole thing felt very weird. Like, I definitely, yeah. I, like, especially early on, I thought it was weird, like, but him still being on all the shows now makes me, like, kind of, like, reconsider it. Because if it is not a work, this is, like, gross, like, grossly, like, like, unprofessional and dangerous, what they did here. Yeah, yeah. Because basically, sure. because it's basically, like, he, like, he literally like tears Hokut like like it's like you have Masat like so okay so like to sum it up what happens basically uh, Omori hits Honda with an elbow on the on the apron and then Honda like falls down and like rolls to the floor and he's kind of like not really moving all that much 
and then I don't know, like the match just kind of stops, and then like Hanabara comes over, and he like I think he's like basically like like him and Tanizaki come over, and then Tanizaki tries to roll like Honda back in the ring, and Hanabara's basically like, no, 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 like he's out, he's out, like you can't do that, like like we need to stop the match, and then Tanizaki just still rolls him into the ring, and then the ref like checks on him, and he's like, oh, he's out, he's out, he's out, but then like Omori tries to keep the match going. Because the ref doesn't stop the match. And then the ref mm. pulls him off. And at that point, I'm like, okay, is he calling off the match now? And then they never do. And then they like yeah. start doing moves to Honda. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? And then they stretcher him out. Mm. So I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. Like, if this is a work, then I don't think it worked. I, I think it kind of worked, but not really. Because he just confused everyone. Like, it did make Omori yeah. look like a killer in that case but like if it's not this was just like really gross yeah well the funny thing is i thought honda was getting the next title shot too yeah no but, but i i don't think that was be... happening like i don't think they like readjusted that quickly like i do yeah think... you think yeah you think it was yeah omori all the time yeah yeah because that that makes me like reconsider where they always wanted to do some sort of finish like that and again i don't know if this was just honda Selling it so well that we thought he was actually hurt. Yeah, I don't know. It, it this this has gotten like weirder because he isn't pulled from shows. But yeah, I don't know. And uh, so next up, we had the Voodoo Murders team of Jun Saito, Rei Saito, Kono, and Toshizu defeating Suwama, Satoshi Kojima, Kaz Hayashi, and Minoru Tanaka. Good old, like, 2009 All-Japan Army here. Uh, in 8.51, when June pinned Suwama after the psycho break. And then uh, Taru got in there and they cut a promo and vowed to destroy Suwama or something along those lines. I, think. I mean, this literally, like, I mean, if, like, minus the side, this literally is a match that, like, probably happened in some form or fashion, like, around that time in All-Japan. Yeah, absolutely. And it would have been voodoo murderers as well. Like, it's even, like, it's like, what, like, no, wait, it's like, wait, it's... Was Kazayashi ever in Voodoo Murderers? No. So he's like the no, only one the in this match that was never in the Voodoo Murderers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what I so did find interesting continues. was that Tsuwama is the guy that took the pin here. Yeah, I don't know where it's going. It's going somewhere, right? Yes, I mean, I Maybe Suwama gets. So? Maybe? Suwama gets his win back in the Royal Road Tournament. Yeah, I guess maybe that maybe that's something you can do where you do that as like a as like a quarter, like a semifinal or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it was what it was. No, it wasn't a great match, um, but also like they kept the draw. No. Whatever. Yeah. And then uh, Kento Miyahara and T Hawk defeated Tomoaki Hanma and Renayabe. Hanma subbing for the injured Ishikawa in twelve fifty two when uh, Miyahara used the blackout knee on Ayabe. Yeah. It was fine. <laughs> um, I thought Ayabe looked a little better here than he has recently. Uh, and Hanma is Hanma these days, yeah. I guess. It was fun, like, kind of see Kento do some comedy spots with Hanma, like, because he's actually pretty good at that. But, yeah, yeah. there wasn't really all that much to this match. I did like that Miyahara didn't even need the, uh, the shutdown for this. Like, he basically just pinned him with the right. breakout. Like, I like it when they, like, wear mm -hmm. it up like that, but it's just... Like, this guy... Might be also awkward to... Might also be awkward to perform. I mean, he hit it on, on Ishikawa, right? So I don't think yeah, when Ayabe should be an issue here. <laughs> if you can hit it on Shuji Ishikawa, I think you can pretty much hit it on like 
almost anyone. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, uh, Kento certainly gave T-Hawk shine too. Yeah. He did not completely hog all of the spotlight, actually. No, which, which I guess it makes more sense. Like, I think they're really, like, trying to brave build these great guys so that... Okay, do you actually think All Japan is getting a cut of the gate? Because they're, they're certainly doing a lot of work putting, like, these great guys over on these shows recently. Mm, they'll probably get something out of it. They've gotten a fair amount out of it, too. Yeah. You know? I mean, they're champion-jobbed. True. Yeah, so. I mean, they, they dropped the champion and both in the champion carnival final and in a triple crown match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next up for the PWF World Junior Heavyweight Title, Al Lindemann defeated Atsuki Aoyagi in 12 minutes and 25 seconds with a German suplex hold uh, to bring Aoyagi's second reign to a somewhat brief uh, conclusion after one defense. I was somewhat, I was taken aback by this uh, result actually. Um. It was kind of surprising, although Lindemann is pretty protected and great, even more than T-Hawk. Um, I mean, I thought it was good, but I was kind of disappointed. I thought it was going to be better. Uh, yeah. It's like Lindemann just like manhandling him for a while. Yeah. I was also a little disappointed with the match as well. Like, I thought it was good, but not amazing. And yeah, I was also kind of mm-hmm. surprised with the finish. I mean, I I think it's fine, like because I think Atsuki actually is like. I mean, maybe saying Teflon is a bit much, but I think he's like solidified in his position enough where like stuff like this doesn't hurt him. Yeah. Well, I hope this just doesn't end with Atsuki winning the title back. Yeah, that would be, like I, I don't think, think he should like win it, it back. Yeah. It, it's it's time to go with Hayato. Yeah. Because otherwise uh, he's he just tells it. the exact same story with Atsuki like back to back because he literally just told the story with Doi. Well, and this is the same thing they did with Koji Iwamoto too. Yeah. Lose to the outsider, beat the outsider to win the title back. Yeah. Um, but he was also kind of the only guy at the time, so like it's not like they really had a Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think they should have Hayato win it at the Yoyogi show in um, September. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's a good spot to do it, and you can put in some like uh, Lindemann defenses in between. Ha, do you pivot and go with Hayato as the junior ace? Mm. I've been thinking about this. I mean, he's up there. I mean, his the reactions he's getting. I'm. I don't know, like because to me, I. I think Atsuki is still like a guy that feels more like an ace. Like you can definitely like push high. Like you can definitely like make him like. The one B to Atsuki's. I think Atsuki should still be the one A. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like this is actually like okay. Uh, like I feel like this is actually a similar situation to what New Japan had with Okada and Naito. Mm-hmm. And to me, Atsuki is more like the champion guy, like more like the ace guy. And Hayato is like sure. the, like super popular like like guy like just underneath that also sells like a shit ton of merch and gets like big reaction but i feel like atsuki is to me is the guy that you should go with sdas mm-hmm. yeah i know i think it's time to go give hayato a title oh, no you absolutely like i think he absolutely should be the guy to beat Lindemann to win the title like and i feel, yeah. I feel like you also give him like a good long reign as well and then i think he can like lose it to atsuki as well after that or like mm-hmm. if you have like inoue or dan ready or whatever but like I, I still feel like Atsuki to me should be like the top top guy in the division still. 
Okay. And then in the main event for the Triple Crown, Yuma Aoyaki defeated Yuji Nagata in 21 minutes and 18 seconds with the Fool to become the new Triple Crown champion, the 70th in history. Uh, first things first, this had an incredible amount of crowd heat. Mm-hmm. This They were all into Yuma. And I thought this was... I went four and a quarter. I mean, I didn't think it quite hit a match of the year level thing or anything like that. But this, I mean, Nagata was amazing. The crowd was amazing. And the last few minutes were amazing. I liked how uh, Yuma blocked that high kick that knocked out Kento in uh, the Kento versus Nagata match that led to Kento losing. And when he blocked that kick, I was like, oh, he's winning. He's winning. (laughs) And uh, yeah, and the crowd went wild. And also, it was very nice. They chanted Nagata's name after the match in a nice show of respect. Yeah. No, and I think that might also make sense that like Yuma like bowed to like Nagata as well like after the match. But yeah, no, I feel, I feel like that felt like well earned. But then he like moved on quickly and was like, okay, now it's all about Mido. So yeah. Yeah. But I I already then, had the feeling that he was gonna win basically like, I like that video package they did. I feel like. Well, yeah. If he good. he would look like a big. He would look like a big geek if he lost yeah. after that video package showing him all of his previous Triple Crown losses. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And and also, I feel, I feel like you could see it on his face when he came out. Yeah. Because he had that face For of sure. like, okay, let's go. This is it, basically. Like, look on his face. Yeah. And um, that... Um, and then Hokuto Omori came out and challenged him. Uh, yeah, which that's something I'm looking forward to as well. So no, but I I feel like like this is like an important moment, right? Like I feel like this is probably like the biggest triple or not biggest triple crown when, we, but like I think this is like for like the future of the promotion, this is going to be the most Absolutely. important triple crown win since the first time Kento won the title. I completely agree with you. Um, you know, and Kento won the triple crown under far more. Uh, uh, Poor circumstances. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Like that. They and it managed to <laughs> managed to make something yeah. of it. Um, and then so that match will happen on July twenty second in Matsu, mm-hmm. uh, which at the Shimani Kunibiki Mese Large Exhibition Hall. Uh, first time that they've ever had a Triple Crown match in um, Matsu. Which is, I don't know. I don't know how large this is. I would assume it's got to be at least 500 people. It's one of those big exhibition halls. Yeah. I'm curious how that will draw. Um, I mean, but, I'm curious uh, as well, but like, because I feel like that that's really like the important thing right now. It's like, because now it's kind of like, okay, let's see what Yuma can actually do because I feel like they need that definitely because I, I don't know, like, Obviously, it's better for all Japan if Kento sticks around, but... Oh, absolutely. But, like... <laughs> you think he's leaving? Okay, uh, I mean, I kind of want you to take off your, like, all Japan fan hat for, like, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, I've thought about this, yeah. So, right. Uh, if you're Noah, like... Yeah. Like, just imagine you run, like, all... You run, like, pro wrestling Noah, right? And you need to do something to like revitalize the promotion a bit because like it's been solid, but it's like it's been like it's very clear like difference pr- before the Muta retirement show and after the Muta retirement show. 
and just constantly oh, yeah. anytime he pops up on your shows he gets massive crowd reactions mm-hmm. like and you have money like that's the one thing you definitely have right now is you have money whereas a lot of other promotions are struggling right now because you have money regardless of how many people you actually draw at the moment like it's somewhat irrelevant for you at yeah. the moment but you do want to yeah. obviously improve your drawing because that just puts you on better footing. So like mm-hmm. the obvious play that you need to make here is like you take a big bag and you hand that over to Kento Miyahara. Right. Oh yeah. Oh definitely, I agree. And like this feels like the I moment as well for him to go as well, because now there's like and like if Yuma works out as champion, then like he probably can like leave and like feel like it because otherwise I feel before for him it was also the feeling like if I leave now the promotion just dies like I don't want to be like responsible for killing all Japan right well let me let me all let me uh say this you're Noah with that kind of backing you're just gonna leave the Aoyagi brothers sitting on on the on, on the table I mean that's another you're one, gonna yeah. leave you're also you're also gonna leave Yuma Anzai. You're gonna leave uh you know a good like imagine if you took Kento and everyone under thirty from all Japan, <laughs> you would like I'm gonna do this you again. Would have, like, an <laughs> roster. Well, <laughs> no, but I'm just saying. I mean, Kento obviously is a very good important piece that could draw you, but you could be set up for years down the line if you took every Kento and everyone under thirty in the company. Oh no, 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 absolutely. But at that point, you might as well just buy the entire promotion. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could buy the company, and why not? They could afford. I mean, how much could, it, could that company possibly be worth? Not a lot, because they don't really have a lot of assets besides like talent the contracts, the dojo talent contract, yeah. and that's about it. I guess yeah, a bus, exactly. but like I think no, no, like I think cyber agent can shoot them enough money to buy a bus. I mean, they don't even need <laughs> to buy the bus. Like if you just yeah. buy all the talent, you don't need to buy the bus. You just like, like, do you even need to buy the dojo? Like if you just buy out all of the talent contracts, and you can like. And you might want the trademarks. Yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah, know you want the trademarks as well, and then. But. Yeah, I mean, like, but hyper. Yeah, I mean, that 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 would be like something in like the history where like it just all of this ends with like Noah buying all Japan. That's like that feels like a weird like like I don't know like that that's like a like roundabout like history thing in a way I guess. Yeah, for sure. But um. But like, if you don't go that route, like if it's literally just like they just want one guy from the promotion, right? Then like you have to go for Kento. Oh, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's, I don't think it's impossible at all. Yeah, you know. Because like but the we'll other, because the other one as well, because I like the um, the Super Jcast guys brought that up when I recorded with them. Was yep. Like, what about New Japan? Because why wouldn't yeah? But New Japan. Well, first of all, New Japan is doing their youth thing yep, now. Exactly. I don't think they need Kento. I mean, that's what I said as well. But they also like, well, they basically like still like he's still a big star and he's like someone that like they can also use as like a guy to like to put over the young guys as well that's true too but again my counter to that was well yeah but like one about in that case if you can do like do you want to go to new japan and put over the young guys or do you want to be the guy that goes to noah and manages to kind of like turn that promotion around yeah exactly and he'll be on top longer in Noah. Yeah. 
And if he's made up, and he's obviously like made up with Nakajima, because that was always the thing that was stopping that from happening. Yeah. That's not, that's obviously not an issue anymore. No, it's not. And well, they're going to have a match yeah. and everything like that. Yeah, they might so. sell out Korokan for that. Yeah, well, I would hope so, <laughs> honestly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's a very real possibility. I don't have any inkling or senses of it, but I guess we'll see where Kento's direction is like in the next few months. Yeah. will give us a feeling. Yeah, because, right. Yeah, 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 no, because he's still like the tag champion now, obviously, and you know, everything. But yeah, if he's like, yeah, we will see. Like, I feel like we get probably get like a better feeling for that. Uh, yeah, as we get closer to like contract season at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So just a couple of notes. I think we went over this last time, but the Evolution has that match, and then on the twenty third of July, our Evolution is that show on the eighth. Um, nothing too major, but I'm sure it's going to be like, you got another like Hikaru Sato, Dan Tamara, and Suwama versus Jun and Rei and Toshizo. Kento Biyahara and Yuma Aoyagi versus Yuji Nagata and Ryuki Honda. Uh, Honda still announced that show. Shuji Shikawa versus Yuma Anzai. Both men injured, but both men still on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on with these injuries in this company. Uh, maybe they're like, we've had too many injuries, you just got to keep working. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess it's Japan. Like, so that actually is unfortunately a possibility. Yeah. And then on the 23rd in Osaka Edeon Arena number two, you've got Kento and Yuma versus Minoru Suzuki and Hokuto Omori. I could actually see them winning the tag titles. Yeah, because Omori is definitely, like, he's obviously going to lose the Triple Crown Challenge. Yeah. And I feel like that's like the right spot for Omori to be in as well as to like to be a tag champion. I think that's like something yeah. that is like the perfect spot. For yeah, him. I mean, it, it, we're heading into the later half of the year. Sometimes they put on a on a team for other teams to chase through the world real world tag league. Then you got Rio Inoue versus El Lindemann. Uh, you've got Suwama and Yuma Anzai versus Shuji Shikawa and Ren Ayabe. Yuji Nagata and Reiki Honda versus the Saitos. And Takao Mori and Black Mensa Ray versus the bodyguard and Izanagi. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be out and be bold mm -hmm. and say anything less than 800 is a disappointment on this show. Yeah, yeah. Because they did actually load that one up fairly well. Yeah. I think... Um... I think we'll see, but I mean, you got Minoru Suzuki in the main event. Big junior match. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, at least with Al Lindemann, uh, in a way, he's not really a, a name, but he's over. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting a good number for that show. And then on August 6th, they announced some cards for Chiba, Makuhari Mese International Exhibition Hall, number seven. That's I looked this up. This is a very, this is a very large exhibition mm -hmm. hall. Like New Japan runs and, that venue. Yeah. Uh, and so we've got some 2AW versus All Japan matches. Uh, Kento Miyahara versus Ayato Yoshida. Who looks very different from the last time I saw him. Yeah, he's a heel now. Basically. Um, and then we've got Hokuto Omori versus Kengo Mashimo. Which I think will be interesting to see who goes over in that one. Yeah. I mean, that one might end in like a title. like a, That might end in like a tag title challenge, maybe. Yeah. And then we have Takao Mori versus Satoshi Kojima. 
And then we have Suji Ishikawa, Chihiro Hashimoto, and Yu versus Taishi Takizawa, Mayu Yukihi, and Ayame Sasamura. I can't believe they're putting Taishi Takazawa in an intergender match. <laughs> that, that is uh, a choice. And we have Atsushi Onida X and Double X versus Unagi Sayaka X and Double X. Like, is this happening? Like, That's... isn't Onida injured again? He broke his wrist. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, he broke his wrist on a DDT show from a kick. Um, from Sa- Yukio Sakaguchi. And do you know why he, he broke his wrist? Because he was putting his arm up to block a kick from like his like lower chest area where he had that surgery. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe it's it's like it's okay to take time off. Like it's fine. Don't have to well, like, look, injure I mean, yourself constantly. I mean, Onita's clearly one of those guys that blew all of the money he made. Oh, yes. Uh, I mean... I don't know how legit this is, but there are claims that he was making $2 million a year at the peak of FMW. I mean, given the numbers they were drawing, yeah. Yeah, and given the amount of money that he, that the promotion wasn't getting because it was all going to Anita. Yes, exactly. And uh, also, he was, God knows, making how much money for those matches with, that he did in New Japan, mm-hmm. like against Chono, Choshu, and, and, and Muda. Anyway, the point is he's blown all yeah. his money, and that's why I think he's on this indie grind still. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's why he like brings that back FMW like other year in like a new yeah. garb, and then yeah, he finds yeah. like a new money mark Even... to start a new like FMW, and once that money mark runs out of money, then yeah, yeah, he's gonna die. <laughs> oh, that's actually a fairly decent chance of that happening. I hope it's not like I mean a show that airs live. Yeah. And then on August 27th at the Real Royal, uh, the sorry, the Royal Road Tournament Finals in Nagoya, uh, Saki Akai will be appearing, I guess, as part of her retirement tour. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm sad Saki is retiring. I, I really like her. I thought she got really good. Yes, I mean, she got, she got pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, I, from my understanding, she sort of started pro wrestling as like, oh, I just want to do it once, but then sort of became like a full time DDT person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, I would assume, well, I don't know what they'll do with that. If they'll put the Evolution girls in with her or anything like that. I feel like that is probably something they would want to do. Like, I think that makes a lot of sense to put her, uh, put her under with them. Yeah. Because you you're and not going to get another chance of doing that. So. Yeah. So th- that is all Japan. Uh, Paul, do you have any thoughts? Uh... Like... I mean, look where things pretty, are going. I mean, I like where things. I mean, like they they made the obvious but correct choice. And like, how often like have we been talking about all Japan not doing that in the past? Hell, just like while this show has existed, just in the last year. Like this time last year was when Suwama beat Jake Lee. Oh yes, that's right. July, he did. Just like just the change in tone in just one year. Where, like we go from that, which was arguably like one of the worst decisions they've made in the past years because I think it actually hurt. Like I thought they did it. Like I think they think they did like they did that to like like help the anniversary show, but I think it actually really hurt the anniversary show. Because it just put this like yes. black count around the entire promotion. And I feel like mm-hmm. this is like the complete difference now where like it's you finally put it on Yuma Aoyagi 
and he's like the youngest ever triple crown champion as well. Like I think we should mention that yes. too. Like I think that's no, something. No, he's not. He's not. Kento was younger. Oh, Kento was younger when he won it. Okay. By a year. Ah, damn it. Okay. But still. But uh, oh, yeah. Couple things. First of all, you made the cover of Shoe Pro with all his belts. Yes. Oh yeah, him wearing all of his belts looks awesome too. Like that. Also, so cool. Tenru Project is yes. going to do the Aoyagi's versus Hideki Suzuki and Hikaru Sato for the United National Tag yeah, Team we, Title. We need we need to get our hands on that footage somehow. Yes, for sure. And but uh, Yuma Aoyagi is the first post Wrestle One Split Dojo graduate of All Japan to win the Triple Crown. Yeah. Like this is like this literally like I know they like like that's the weird thing where like they branded like the um they branded the uh the Ota Watch show as like new generation and then all of the new yeah. generation guys lost. Whereas like yeah. this is like the actual like new generation like this this is the show that you should have branded as that. Because all of the like new generation yeah. guys won if you just look up and down the card. Like Inoue won his match. Hokuto Amori won his match and like challenged for the triple crown. Yeah. June Saito won his yeah. match. You know, like yeah. it's like all top top to bottom. It's like new guys like taking over and like the next generation like finally like ascend, like finally replacing the old generation, which just yeah partially because of the wrestle ones that hung around for way longer than they should have. So yeah, yep, no, I think sure. I think this is really like this is a new era, and I think nothing more like really like epitomizes that and like Yuma Iyoyagi as you said being like the first like post Wrestle One split like where like it feels like all Japan has finally managed to like get past it now. Like it took a while for them to actually get past that happening. But I think they finally like moved past it now. Oh and wait and before you at us on Twitter, Jake Lee debuted in twenty eleven. Yeah. He doesn't count. <laughs> no. Um so yeah, I mean it, it is it's a new era. I hope they don't screw this up, <laughs> uh, because they may panic if you know some numbers come in that they don't like. But I feel like in but general like... the numbers are like I feel like right now is also the moment to do this because like. Oh yeah. Well, also if they panic now, the belt will go back on Kento and not Suwama. Yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's one advantage of being in the new era. I, you know, Suwama is definitely now just no. a mid card. Yeah, he, he think... will, he will. I think he will still get triple crown challenges, but I don't think he will win it again. Like he will maybe get like one, two, no. maybe three more. <laughs> okay, three actually feels generous. I feel like one or two more challenges, and then he's probably done. Uh, I'm okay with him still being a world tag team champion mm -hmm. if it's with like Anzai. Yeah, I feel like that's actually something they could like. Like, if, for example, like, they go with, like, Omori and Suzuki, and as you said, they, like, build someone up with, like, the real-world tag league to, like, challenge them. Like, I feel like Anzai, Anzai and Tsubama beating Omori and Suzuki uh, at the New Year's show, I think it's actually something they could do. Yeah, for sure. I think that's probably the right direction. It's probably... Uh, I mean, I, there's just there was injuries and the interpromotional stuff, so I think the tag titles are probably not exactly going what was planned out no. in the beginning of the no, year. No, 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 definitely not. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's fine. You know, Yuma had his moment where he's like the oh he's he's the youngest five crown king, beating oh, yeah. um, uh, Terry Gordy was the previous at like 29 or something. 
1990. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's not the youngest five crown king. So that is also that, right? Another sort of Accolade historical of thing yeah. he's done. Yep, feather in his cap. Um, so that's right. And I guess we'll see. It all depends up with what they do with Kento um, from here on out. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming if Kento's putting Yumo in a, over in a triple crown match during this reign, right? I would feel so like unless it would be such yeah, a that would be weird. It would be such a momentum killer. The only person I think that can really beat Yuma for this triple crown without Yuma feeling like a geek is Ashino. Yeah, and only that after like basically yeah, like on he's the new, have a like run. I think he like Yuma has to hold this title until the New Year show at the very least. I think that I think that December thirty or yeah December thirty first shows a good spot for oh, Ashino. Oh, that too, to like it. the Yo-Yo they, they show. Have him yeah. Yeah. So who win now? What do you think of Kento winning the Royal Road and then him doing that match at Yoyogi and Yuma winning in the September Yoyogi? Yeah, I could see that happening. I think I think really like the two people I could see like winning the Royal Road, uh, uh, Kento and Suwama. Because I don't. Think yeah, I was actually just yeah. going to say Suwama. Um. And oh, they haven't announced the Royal Road participants, which I'm a little surprised. Yeah, I wonder if time, they might. So that makes me think that maybe there is a chance that Shino is in it because they're like waiting to see if he can get cleared or not. Yeah. Yep. Well, also, I mean, who knows? Because uh, uh, Anza is not going to be in it. There's injuries. Maybe they are trying to find like doing some dealings. Like, okay, well, you will you put this guy over to these outsiders or whatever, you know. They're like, okay, T Hawk, who who can we drop you to? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And so that is All Japan Pro Wrestling. A lot to look forward to in that company. But before we move on, we just have a word from our sponsor. So today's podcast is brought to you by the Bet Stamp app, which is helping thousands of people win at sports betting for free. The same way travelers use Google Flights or Expedia to find the best prices, bettors can now use BetStamp to do the same. When you place a bet, the odds given by a sportsbook will determine how much you can possibly win. Even when betting on the same outcome, different sportsbook will offer varying payouts and these differences can be huge. Thankfully, BetStamp app allows you to easily line shop for the most profitable odds across all sportsbooks. You can click on any matchup and instantly see all the different odds for game lines, player props, and even futures bets. Line shopping is the simplest way to find an edge in sports betting and maximize your chances of winning long-term. On average, BetStamp users win an extra $1,000 plus yearly just by line shopping. You can find the BetStamp app at the Apple iOS store, Google Play, or through your browser at www.betstamp, that's B-E-T-S-T-A-M-P dot app, A-P-P. To access all these benefits, sign up using promo code VOW and start your journey to successful sports betting today. And if you forget to use the code upon sign up, you can always enter our code in your BetStamp account settings afterwards. So check it out. Now we move on to pro wrestling Noah. Um, I'll just start with my N1 thoughts. Pretty good lineup. Uh, I was very wrong on a number of things. Uh, um, but I was right. Mar Fuji wasn't going to be in it. Yeah. Um, and I was wrong about the All Japan representative, and it's Yuma Anzai, which is actually pretty smart. Because as long as he goes what like four and three, it's fine. Yeah. You know, 
Like, I feel like you um, could even have him lose a little bit more than that as well. Does he get a winning record, I think, though? Yeah, because it's like eight-man blocks, right? Yeah. So four and three is my prediction for him. Yeah, I'm not sure if he will get, end up with a like winning record, but, like, yeah, he, he definitely won't go winless. I think that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, he got six points at the Champion Carnival. I, I feel like they got to have him at least at that. Yeah, but... I think it's still different if it's if you're like in a different promotion. So, like, yeah, we'll see. I, I'm sure all Japan will try and protect him to some degree, but yeah, we shall see. Uh, other thoughts? I don't love putting Nakajima and Shiozaki in a block together so soon after they reform. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess the only question mark is Lance and Hawaii. <laughs> I mean, I haven't heard the greatest things about him. No. So, um, but otherwise. I mean, I think it's a pretty good uh, lineup, and I think it's. I mean, I'll give them this. I mean, I think they're they're moving in a new direction, in a better direction. And you know, I've got. That's basically all my thoughts about. It. Yeah. Um, we'll see. And I, I would assume, I guess, Keno Nakajima or Shiozaki are really your top candidates to win, and probably really Keno and Shiozaki. I feel like like you agree oh. you agree that that's going to be the final. Yeah, probably. I don't think it's impossible for Nakajima to be in the finals either mm -hmm. because they had that 45 minute draw with Keno and uh, Nakajima, right? Yeah. So that sort of sets up into that. But I mean, there's this story that Shiozaki's never won the like global league slash N1, right? So. And if you want to do now's the time to do exactly that. yeah because like given the state of his body you probably like want to do that now because yeah you're not sure like like how much yeah. longer you can actually like potentially tell that story so you probably just do it now and then be done with it yeah but uh, also feels like they're gonna have something to do. they're like Kendo Keno is gonna be doing something right I mean Keno? well we'll talk about the oh, show yeah, yeah. Well, Keno definitely yeah um. So we move on to, so I guess we'll lead into that. We move on to the Keno debut 15th anniversary match since 2008 on June 24th at uh, Tokugen Tomoni Arena, Tokushima City Gymnasium in front of 1,312 fans. That's decent for a Noah house show, which mm -hmm. this basically was. Um, in good crowd, I thought, too. So Hiroki defeated Taishi Ozawa in 549. Basic stuff. Uh, Masakidemi and Yoshiki Inamura beat Daiki and Alvin Stallion Rogers in 8:51 when uh, Inamura used the Muso on Rogers. I thought this was solid. Uh, Ninja Mac defeated Dante Leon in nine minutes and 28 with the Ninja Bomb, uh, including a spot where uh, Ninja Mac falls off the balcony <laughs> and then <laughs> Dante Leon uh, jumps after him. I will give the, I'll give them this. This was better than the Hayata versus Dante Leon. Um, title match well i mean that's not hard but yes no i i also like this one a lot more well like, i mean it helped that this one had like any kind of heat so like that yeah. definitely helped and yeah that that spot was kind of nuts where like where like dante just throws ninja mac off the bleachers and then or off the balcony and then throws a dive onto him and that got like a good pop yeah. from the crowd as well so like at the, at they tried oh, yeah. I, I mean at the very least we can give them that like they tried hard yeah and then Go Shiozaki, Katsuhiko Nakajima, Mohamed Yone, and Gaina, our big boy Gaina, 
defeated Saxon Huxley, Timothy Thatcher, Kazuyuki Fujita, and Shuhei Taniguchi in 13 minutes and 40, 37 seconds when Shiozaki used a go-on lariat on Taniguchi. I like this. It was just a good brawl and match against, you know, mostly big guys and everything like that. Also Perfect like sort of way. Yeah. It was a good way to hide Saxon yeah. and everything like that. So, and the crowd was into it. I'll give them that. Um, probably because of Axis. But, um, yeah. And then Yoshinari Ogawa, Chris Rutre, and Daga defeated Atsushi Kotoge, Seki Yoshioka, and Junta Miyawaki in 13 minutes and 41 seconds when Daga used the Diablo wings on Kotoge. Junta's out of his uh, purgatory, and now Kotoge is doing a lot of jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, at least it's good uh, to like see that Jota is like no longer like completely in the dark horse. He's still on the losing team, but he's no longer taking falls. But yeah, whatever yeah, that was, he could have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I thought it was good actually, because you know, it wasn't too much uh, stinger bullshit. Yeah, and anything yeah, like no, that. they kept that clean. I mean, I guess it helped that like Ata and Hayata were like in the match. So like, whenever they go uh, aren't in the match, then I think they generally like keep it a bit more clean. I think I don't want to like overstate this, but I think Daga's been solid in Noah. Yeah, I mean he's always when he's not solid. doing that. That's the thing though with Daga. It's like, but that's literally like he's a very like he's like he's literally the gentleman's free as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like that, but that's right. also the issue. But like, I mean, the advantage is that obviously, like, unless he's like really obvious thing of bullshit, he won't be below that. But he's also not really yeah. gonna give you anything above it either. Like, he's just a perfectly flat line. Mm-hmm, for sure. And then uh, we had Ehio to Dr. Wagner Jr., Kaido Kiyomiya, Hayata, and Eita. There they are. Uh, ver- uh, defeated Jake Lee, Jack Morris, Yohei, and Tadasuke in 13 minutes and 18 seconds with a double arm lock from Kiyomiya on Tadasuke. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, again... We were talking about Ada and Hayata, but I mean, when you put them in with all of these guys, I thought this was actually good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, li- I also like the finish as well. But I think Kaito is actually someone that I feel like should maybe lean a little bit more into like like mat wrestling because he's actually good at it whenever he does it. Oh, he's amazing! Yeah, yeah. like and I really like like him using like basically like the the spinning double arm lock, like he's. Terry Funk, but uses an arm lock instead of the toe hold. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I we didn't talk about this because I wasn't on the show when you talked about it, but I wasn't the biggest fan of Tadasuke and Yohei losing these tag titles yet. No, I also thought they should have kept them longer. So, like, you got to take the titles off of good-looking guys all at the, like all around the same time when Jake finally loses, yeah. and Jake's clearly going to be holding on to the title for. Till like September, probably. Yeah, and, and they were adding like energy as well to like the yeah, undercard. Yeah, for sure. For a, a division that was, <laughs> oh my, yeah. you know. And I mean that that's the problem as well because they're just going to go back to Hayata and Eight. Like like that's the next match. Well, like like yeah, like Hayata and Eight are like on like not maybe not but like that's where this whole thing is leading. So like we're just right back to like the same kind of junior title match we've had in the past. Mm-hmm, exactly. And then in the main event, sort of like Keno's 15th anniversary match, the Congo team of Keno, Masakatsu Funaki, Manabu Soya, Shuji Kondo, and Hajime Ohara defeated Naomichi Marafuji, Takashi Sugera, Kazushi Sakuraba, Amasuka, and Alejandro in 22 minutes and 
seven seconds uh, when uh, Keno Uzienrin on Alejandro. I thought this was a very good, great heat. And um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a fitting end to Congo because after the match, Keno announced a disbandment. Which I guess I think took everyone by surprise. Mm-hmm. After a certain point, when you have a faction and you have the sort of turnover that Congo's always had, you know, it's probably just time to wind it down. Yeah, I, I got that feeling as well when we had like the reason, like basically everyone has started to leave. So I had a yeah. feeling. Well, I mean, people have always left. Yeah. People have always left Congo, though. But they weren't replacing them, basically. Basically, no. like every, like in the past, when people like left Congo, then they like brought in like a new member like shortly thereafter. Basically, right. like for when like Nakajima left, then they like didn't replace him, and I was like, oh, okay. And then all the juniors started leaving, and then I was like, oh, okay. They might be like wrapping this up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. Uh, I mean, you... they had a good run. I I thought like out yeah. of like, and I mean, I also like that they actually have an ending because like recently in Japan, there has just been too much of a like. Let's just keep the faction going because it sells merch. Like I think especially New Japan has been very guilty of that. And so I kind of like yeah. that like Noah has been a bit more like, hey, let's just disband factions. Because Noah, very, like, no, Noah yeah. uh, like Congo very clearly was still selling merch. Like that Congo shirt oh, like, yeah. just sold like hotcakes. Like if you just look around at shows, there's like so many people with that shirt. Yeah, I mean, it's like an interesting thing to do but which is why like i think they have big plans for keno because otherwise why do you do this i mean unless keno is also kind of like going a bit more of a freelance route because he has been kind of teasing that with his promos too and he has been taking some uh he has been taking some outside bookings like he's taking like a few more like dragon gate bookings as well so i don't know if he maybe wants to like spread his wings a little bit more because I think he might mm-hmm. be uh, getting at that age as well. Or I don't know if you listened right. to like the uh, Open the Voice Gate recently, where they actually like made up some trade offers for Keno, which mm-hmm. weren't that great. It was basically here's some like leftover trash, give us some Keno for that. And I'm like, I, I don't think that's gonna work. But I think uh, the one case no. came up with was basically it was uh, it was uh, Eta, uh, La Estrella, and like for like. Keno and Alejandro or something like that. Where I'm like, no, that that that's absolutely not gonna work. It's just like, like, why is your like trade offer like Ata's expiring contract, who's like just gonna sign with Noah afterwards anyway, and like mm-hmm. we have Ninja Mac at home. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, it's though interesting though, because I feel still like they sort of lean on Keno to be like a bit of a face of the company though. Still. Yeah. No, no, I mean, they definitely are, and, like, yeah, like, it, it, I think it would be a mistake to, like, let him go as well, like, if we... Oh, yeah, oh, for sure, absolutely. Because he's just, like, but, so, yeah, like, I'm... recognizable, and he is peaking as well, so that, that's the other reason why I would be, like, why, yeah, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I see, I see that possibility, absolutely, Um, it makes sense. But uh, it it makes not. sense I, for him. I don't think it makes sense for Noah. Because yeah. He, like he sells merch. He sells tickets as well. Like that's the other reason why I'm like, I kind of get it from maybe maybe that's the thing they're doing where like maybe they're changing up his character a bit because he couldn't really mm-hmm. have a long title reign with the Congo Keno basically because it doesn't make sense. 
No. Right, because this whole thing is like rebellion against the promotion and all of that, and he's like the underdog that gets screwed over by the promotion. Screwed. Like you can't, you can't have this guy hold the title. Sounds like someone else. Yeah, it sure does. But like you know, uh, yeah, again, another guy that doesn't really have long title reigns either. Not as short as the like Kenner ones, but like somewhat similar. Um, so mm-hmm. I feel like maybe if they like retool his character, then maybe it's like something where they're like building to him like winning the title and holding it for a bit longer because he is a draw i think that's yeah pretty clear and he haven't really capitalized yeah. on that at all no no uh yeah well it just seems like there's a couple of options you go with i mean i feel like you gotta like there's still on there's still stuff to do with go but you it also feels like you know, Keno's, it's like Keno's time. Mm-hmm. He's like peaking. Yeah. You know? And, I'm, you know, because then I feel like, like, if you want to do that, like, if you do, like, Go versus Keno as the N1 final, and he beats him there, and then Go wins the title. But I feel like, in that case, you can still run that back as, like, the, uh, like, January 1st match. Yeah, for sure. Because again, they they basically did that last year as well, where they like where they ran like where they ran with uh, Keno versus uh, Keno versus uh, Kaito, and then they still like ran right. that back in January first anyway. So like I feel like I think like that being the N one final wouldn't stop it from also being the January first match. And because like Go, if Go wins the N one, then he has to beat like Jake. And but I don't think Go is like a guy you want to keep the title on for long because I don't think his body can hold up. That's a good point. But I think you want to give Go that moment and one more title reign at least. Yeah, exactly. But then you can end it January 1st and then you put it on Keno and then you give like Keno an actually like longer title reign. I'm into that actually. Yeah. That's a good idea. For sure. Um, and so we move on. July 15th. Special singles match. Oh, and Cork and Hall. Uh, with no time limit, Kazuhiko Nakajima versus Kento Miyahara. Paul, who's your prediction here? I'm actually, I'm actually have thought about it because previously I was like, would they just go like time limit or whatever here? And obviously now you can't do that. Like with them announcing that, they're like, no, there is going to be a finish here. So, I mean, with Kento not being Indian one, that actually makes this harder, right? Yeah, for sure. That's why I thought he was in the end one. Yeah. Because it's a classic trade, wins back and forth. Yeah. I mean, but actually, like, and that that might be a thing where, like, maybe Hokuto and Suzuki actually aren't winning, and Nakajima is winning here, and that sets up a title match. Yep. That sets Honestly, up Axis versus uh, Kento and Yuma. What do you. Could you just do that in your Yogi instead of a Triple Crown match? You probably could, yeah. You probably could just do the triple crown match somewhere else and just put this on top. There's a Korokin in September as well. Or or you have someone... Basically, you have a triple crown match that doesn't need to draw. No, because Yuma's got all the belts. Oh, right. Oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> okay, I know they're not going to have Yuma work double duty. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. No, no, no. That that's something you could do there as well, like because this is this is a match that draws, like right. Yeah. 
like this already draws a Kurrican, so you could probably like if it is like for an actual title, you could probably put that in a bigger building, yeah. Like your Yogi. I think that would make a ton of sense. But what's what's the point, even if Nakajima gets a singles win over over um over Kento of just having bringing back access to lose in a big match like that and not win the tag t- not win any tag titles regard in any company. I mean who says they're losing? That's true too. Um that's very possible. Although, you know, didn't Mark Pickering hint like what tag teams do you want to see if they bring the global tag league back a month or two ago or something yeah. like that which makes me wonder if you know but when do you do that that's right but when do you do it like they you already do that do like the same time all they you do that the same basically the same time all japan does it or maybe start in october a little earlier but they haven't done that in the past right like in the past that was like a spring tournament yeah yeah I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I, maybe I wouldn't give too much on that, to be honest. Like, I, like, I don't know. Like, I, like, it doesn't really feel like Noah is really building up to like a tag tournament because they don't really have that many tag no. teams right now. Especially no, with Congo gone, like you don't even have like the Soya. You don't even have the Soya no. and Kenner. Well, let's see. You anymore. got Saxon and Thatcher. Yeah. Probably Hideki and Taniguchi. Yeah. Um, you have, um, Axis. Do you still have Fujita and Tanaka? Like, Tanaka hasn't really been around. Oh, you you put Danga and Yankees back together, too. That'd be good, yeah. And then you have, um, Kitamiya and Inaba, or Kitamiya and, uh, Inamura. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they might be pivoting to, got... like, Soya and Inaba, actually. Yeah. So you got a you got a few teams there. You would probably do Jake and but Anthony Green. But do you really want Jack to do it another tournament like so soon after the end one? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. So I don't know. Uh it'll be interesting. I'm not sure what this means. It's well, I mean, this is I I'm assuming this is the first step in something. Yeah, I I hope so as well. I feel like if Kento yeah. wins, it's not. I feel like if Kento wins, it's just over, but again, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel I feel like Nakajima is winning this, and then it sets something up. Is is this is this Nakajima being like, okay, I'll just put you over. I'm sorry. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, is this all this is. In that case, it might actually be like a thing to like apply to like lure Kento to Noah, where like, like here, here, you can just beat the shit out of me, and here's here's a bag of money. Please come over <laughs> and draw some. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then also on the show, we've got Hayata, Rey Escorpion returning. Oh, so it's Hayata, Rey Escorpion, and Dante Leon versus Drillistico, Ninja Mac, and Amasuka. I feel like this could be good or a train wreck. Yeah. I mean, Rey Escorpion in there, I think, feel like that he will keep things under control, but they settled him with like a pretty like wet back of a team there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you've got... Jazzy Yang and Miyuki Takase versus Hibiscus Me and You. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, look, I will. Uh, I've I saw Jazzy Yang once, and I've heard that she's not very good. But I've also looked at her cage match yesterday, and she's been working pretty steadily. So I can only assume she's improved. Hopefully. So I don't think 
I don't think this will be a disaster. Yeah, but she also feels like, I don't know, like she feels like a female Iona, basically. Well, yeah, because the next match is Jimmy Yang, Super Crazy, Stallion Rogers versus Anthony Green, Yohei, and Tadasuke. Yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah. It's it's fun. It's fun. What other company will let foreigners bring in their Nepo babies? <laughs> Noah does that all the time, man. <laughs> um, yeah, because, well, Lancelot has not been back, though. Um... For now, we'll see about that. <laughs> I mean, Lancelot might even be a better project to try to improve than Drillistico. I mean, honestly. Yeah. I have not been particularly impressed with Drillistico, and, you know, I think he's probably at where he's going to be for his career. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Um, And then we have the Yu Owada debut match. Yu Owada versus Kai Fujimura. And so Yu Owada is 178 centimeters and 85 kilograms. So he's big enough to be <laughs> heavyweight in Noah. I've been just, I mean, to be fair, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's right at the cusp. And I mean, if he's already 85 kilograms right now, like, he, yeah. he will probably like put on some muscle and everything. Like, I think he's definitely born August 12, born, born August 12, 2000. So is uh, that after the split? Yes, like a couple months. So does that mean he's like the first Noah trainee that is born after the creation of Noah? How old was... Oh, I was going to say, how old is... How, well, uh, Yasutaka Yano. That's the only other young. one, yeah. I think he was... Um, hold up. Let's see. Yasutaka Yano, he's 22. Oh, now. August 8th, 2000. August 8th, 2000. Okay. I also have August 10th, 2000. So, anyway, the point is, he's born the same month. As yeah. this, uh, hopefully, this thing. won't go so, the same way. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. Um, well, how old is Taishi Ozawa? I think Ozawa's a bit older, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, we're finally getting post Noah split yeah. young people yeah. in the company, which which is a good thing, you know. Mm -hmm. But they can't they can't get it. Well, it's getting more, it's getting harder and harder and more plausible, implausible to be like I grew up watching Misawa. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, no, like you have to like start pivoting to people. I mean, being like, I mean, Kaito Kaito wasn't even that old. No, <laughs> when he was been watching. Misawa. Kaito was like as like a baby watching Misawa, basically. Yeah, so you know, um, that that's not gonna fly <laughs> no, anymore. Uh, you, you have to start pivoting to like, oh yeah, I watched like Kenta and Marufuji and Go Shizaki, basically. Yeah. Well, that's not a bad. Um... No, that that's that's great. People like to like try and emulate or like to like wanting to emulate. Oh, Ozawa was born in 96. Ooh. He's a lot older than I thought he was. Yeah. What's with these older guys, them graduating, these older guys in their mid-20s? That's fascinating. Yeah. Because Okada and Inamar were... Yeah. I hope, I hope maybe they finally, like, learn some lessons and are like, maybe we should, like, build this up quicker. You got to get them right out of high school. Yeah. 
I mean, that's basically what or all like, Japan has been doing, right? Because like Yuma entered, like Yuma like made his debut like I don't know when he was like what nineteen? Yeah, years old? exactly. He was a baby basically. Same with Atsuki. Yeah. And, I mean, Anzai is like twenty three, so he like just finished university. Yeah, but still, like, he, I mean, it's not like they're like waiting <laughs> on him. So they're not like twenty six, twenty. Yeah, exactly, right. He'll be far ahead by the time he's twenty seven. Where he's probably uh, already gonna right. have like won the triple crown by that time. Yes. So that's pro wrestling, Noah. Do you have any final thoughts on the company? Um. Yeah. I mean, like I said before, like Noah is in a weird spot where it's like, I don't know. It feels kind of just there in a way like it, it feels mm-hmm. like very much in a holding pattern like I, I i agree that they're like refreshing a bit with like the uh with the n1 but it's also like well it's, it's literally just moving the average like it's it's a younger tournament than last year but it's also just moving the like average age from like 45 to 35 so yeah it, it's it's weird to call it like a youth movement when it's all like but at least they're moving to people in their prime rather than people past their prime. So I guess that's a positive. Right. But it's still like the promotion feels just in this weird holding pattern and like we'll see where they go from here. But it's like it's in a very weird spot right now. Like like I don't want to call it bad because I think the roster is too good to no. say that bad. But they're just kind of yeah. there at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I think the N1 will be very, very clarifying. Uh, for a lot of things to figure out what's happening with Keno and Go and Nakajima yeah. and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I think the shows are less of a slog to get through these days, I think, than they were maybe a year ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, because like I feel like they're fresh and not fresh, but like I feel like the junior division minus Hayata is in like a better spot and everything. Mm-hmm. Like if you just if you just subtract all of the like I know that that's like the biggest thing going right now basically in the junior division is like Eita and Hayata versus Stinger, but outside of that it's actually yeah. a good division. If mm-hmm. we just ignore the main event, the junior main storyline, it's good. Oh, that feels like such copium. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And before we're not done, Paul, mm-hmm. we've got some very special coverage. Maybe you can guess what company we're about to talk about. Is it the greatest company ever? I mean, it might or be with what they've announced recently. <laughs> yes, that's right. We're talking about Great. That has made it... Look, I got to say, people didn't think we were going to get to the second year anniversary. A lot of people didn't think mm-hmm. so. And yet here we are. With record attendance, too. Yeah, 1,279. I know, um, but still. <laughs> it, it looked kind of full, though. Mm-hmm. They had like people up on the upper deck and everything like that. I mean, I, you know. I mean, like, because it's still not quite sure what the actual like, maximum attendance is for like wrestling in the building. No. Yeah, at Tokyo Dome City Hall. Yeah. Because you can, in theory, so... fit 3,000 people in there, but that's standing room only. So, like, that wouldn't work for like a wrestling setup. And I have seen figures as low as like 1,600 as like a max setup, like based on the size Wait, of the You know base. who had their first ever show? You know what company had their first ever show in Tokyo Dome City Hall? The first ever? Like, great. No, Wrestle One. Oh, did it as well? Yes. Oh, okay. So actually, let me just go here on Cage Match real quick. They drew 20. They announced, well, they announced. They announced 2,500. 
Okay, but that's probably like that's probably like a work number. So I would feel, but I feel like probably then it's like two thousand two hundred or something feels like a realistic number then. Paul, do you know what the main event of the first ever Wrestle One show was? Uh, something involving Muto versus Kai. Yep. Nope. Bob Sapp oh. and Keiji Muto defeat. Rene Dupree and Zodiac. Ooh, that's such Aaron a Aguilar. Muto match. <laughs> it's such a Muto. <laughs> it is such a Muto. That is an absolute like no one else would book that. That's like if you have if you want to have any questions who was booking this, you just need to look at that main event and you know immediately who's booking this. No, uh, the semi-main event was Kai defeating Sonata. Yeah, that's like one. Well, that that's like a, a, a thing of. Future Open the Dreamgate champion versus future IWGP World Heavyweight champion. And no one could have ever predicted either of those back at that point. No. And one of them was even like a good draw while he was champion. And over. <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll go to the show. Uh, for So the first half was G Pro Wrestling and then the second half was uh, UWF. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Ledet UWF. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever see that tweet where they're like, no, you have to call it Ledet UWF? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, come on, fuck off. <laughs> I mean, they'll get sued probably. I think it's for trademark yeah, reasons, yeah. but still it's hilarious. Yeah, it, it is very um, So first off, we had uh, Yan's family of Issei Onitsuka and Yusuke Kodama defeating Shigehiro Irie and Junji, uh, who is uh, one of uh, those um, OWE ch- Chinese wrestlers. Is he? Because he's a Chinese wrestler, but yeah. I looked at his like profile, and he never wrestled for OWE. Oh, I assumed he was OWE when I saw China. Yeah, because <laughs> I did as well, and then I looked it up, and because I, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, is he like one of the OWE guys? And I looked it up, and he's not actually an OWE guy, which I think says a lot about that whole, because that promotion, like that promotion's failure is kind of directly related to like the creation of great, and I think that says a lot that those guys don't even, they bring in someone from China well, that's not an OWE guy. <laughs> Well, it, okay, what's more responsible for this promotion, the pandemic or the closure of o, the end of OWE? Because Stronghearts might would have just might have been around an AEW instead and working AAA. Probably. I mean, I think actually the other thing that is very important in the creation of Great is Lidet selling Noah to Cyber Agent because that gave them the money to start Great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's funny you mentioned this because I went to the OWE shows in Toronto on SummerSlam weekend 2019 and Junji wasn't one of the guys there, but I just assumed he was uh, an OWE guy. Uh, I saw Gao Jingjia, mm-hmm. who was amazing, and I wish they would bring him Yeah, but I don't know if China. those guys are even still wrestling. That's the thing because like, like yeah, I don't know like how much you followed like OWE when it was like in its downward spiral. Because they started running shows, I, I think, not. in like Cambodia. Like, it got really yes, weird. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, so, anyway, uh, good opener. Only 447, mm-hmm. but, you know, I mean, I really like Onitsuka. I think he's so great. Yeah. And it's also... It's kind like, of a weird... Eerie as well. Like, he, like, I think this was, like, his big return from his, like, long-ass, like, European excursion, and he's, like, in a four-minute opener. Right. Right. Well, the thing is... With Oni- like it's a weird company to do a junior title with in, but I mean someone like Onitsuka would be perfect for that, yeah. or a secondary singles title. Yeah, because they're not going to give him the D Rex. No, but he would be a great secondary title holder, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I feel, I feel like he's definitely someone where 
they should do something with him. I feel it's like he's kind of like wasted in these kinds of openers. Yeah. And then uh, next we had G Pro Wrestling Lucha World, Quiet Storm, a luchador definitely. <laughs> yes. Uh, Galeno Dalmau, Hanaoka defeated em- Emperador Azteca, El Benedito, and Mazada in 8:34 with the Galeno special from Galeno on Benedito. Um, I mean it was fun, but it wasn't that much either. No, I mean Galeno Dalmau. Yeah, of course. That, that's the highlight, right? Yeah. I mean, Hanaoka was also kind of the highlight. Like, I don't know how much you follow, like, Secret Base. I do not. Okay. No, well, I know of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, Hanaoka is actually, like, a guy that, like, wrestles, like, in Mexico a lot. Like, he's, like, an old, like, Toriumon guy. Like, he's, like, a guy that started with, like... Was he Was he Toriumon X? And no, I think he actually was like after like Toriumon was like transitioned to like Mexico. I think he actually like started after the split. If I'm, I don't know, I'm oh, not okay. super versed on it. But like the important thing about him is like you saw like the T-shirt he was wearing, right? The uh, Los Sapones del Mal uh, shirt. Yes, yes. Uh, like that was like a long-term tag team he had in Mexico. You you want to take a guess who his tag team partner was? Mm, I have no clue. Dookie. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, he was Dookie's tag team partner in Mexico. And then he came back to Japan, and then he's mainly been in, like, Secret Base and doing, like, the drinking streams on Secret Base that got watched by, like, two people. Yes, I, I, I'm aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> you always see, like, I, like, I have, I'm, I sub, I'm subscribed to the Secret Base YouTube channel. And then, so am I, actually. Yeah, I also never watched them, but then I see, like, the stream ended, no. and it has, like, seven views, and it's like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then next up, uh, G Pro Wrestling, G Infinity title, Jun Saito and Rei Saito defeated Kaz Hayashi and Minoru Tanaka in 11 minutes and four seconds with a diving body press from Rei on Tanaka for their first defense. I looked at the cage match ratings for this match, and they were like middling, <laughs> but I really like this. I think this is in the upper echelon of. I mean, obviously there's a limit, but I think still think this is in the upper echelon of Saito Brothers matches. I mean, I thought it was fine. Like I, I don't know. I, I didn't think it was like super special or anything. It was just a bit there. I, I'm, I'm just kind of curious thought... where this whole like Saito thing is going. Yes, I, I. <laughs> There's not a lot of guys that could credibly beat them in this no. comedy. <laughs> I, I mean, I definitely think it's a good idea from like know. all Japan's perspective, where you give them some exposure yes. to like having titles and see like how they like adapt, and then you can make some calls for your own promotion based off of that. Yeah. There's, but there's no way that all Japan's letting them lose to a jun, like having a junior pin one. <laughs> no, they're not gonna have have them lose to Kazayashi or Minoru Tanaka. I mean, despite yeah. the fact that Minoru Tanaka is technically a champion in all Japan. That belt oh, right. dead. Yeah, he disappeared. Uh, it'll appear. That happens from time to yeah, time. Yeah, but he like, didn't even over. come out with it, did he? Oh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll see, but... Do they have a new challenge? I could see, like, a someone like Kawakami pinning one of them or something. Yeah, like a bulk orchestra team, I think. It's like, they're, like, believable. Yeah. They didn't have challengers set up, did they? I don't remember. No, I... I mean, maybe they're. I mean, I would assume that they're gonna do something for the Sumo Hall show. Well, well, it was announced that the G Infinity will be defended at Sumo Hall. I mean, that's gonna be the Ibushi match. 
That would be so <laughs> funny. <laughs> it would be amazing. Uh, and then next up, we had Michiko Miyagi AOI. I don't know how to pronounce this. It's AOI. Oi. Risa Sara and Janai Kai defeated Yukari, Hosokawa, Unagi Sayaka, Sayaka Itsuki, Itsuki, Itsuki Aoki, and uh, Raidin Hagane in 7 minutes and 48 seconds with a tombstone pile driver from Miyagi on Hosokawa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miyagi has returned to great and she's now a heel. Uh, I thought this was actually good. I don't like a, a ladies three. Ladies three and a quarter, but it was just like a sprint, get your shit in and everything, and it was perfectly fine. Yeah, and I think it was more about like basically like really like making clear that like Miyagi is a heel and all of that. So and yeah, I think she's, she, she's and everything. so much better as a heel as well. Like I think it just oh for sure it just works so much better, and so like she like challenged. Well, her. I mean, mm-hmm. as a, and she's a serious heel now yeah. because like. A lot of people did not like the Andres Miyagi gimmick. Oh no, that and that like was that. also was not very good. No, that that no. But I feel like this is this is working a lot better. And then I think she challenged Unagi afterwards as well. So yeah, and she's got to have like a new ring name. Oh. I think I saw someone like translating that. Mm. Yeah, I hope it's not yeah. Andres again. Yeah. <laughs> God, that would be so bad. <laughs> Just go back to that. Uh, Unagi is everywhere. Yeah. She's getting booked by, like, everyone. I mean, she's a draw. Yeah. Like, I don't want to overstate that, but she is. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, I, I can very much understand why, like, people are, like, booking her. And she's really good. She's too. in the fire festival. <laughs> that is, that is to be fair, that is the weirdest one out of all of them, where she, like, they just put her in the fire festival. Mm-hmm. And then next up, uh, G Pro Wrestling, 60 Seconds versus Bulk Orchestra Losing Unit Dissolution Match. Uh, Ryuchi Kawakami, Hayato Tam- Tamura, and Chuck Shimitani defeated Kazuma and Kazuma Sakamoto defeated Tetsuya Izuchi, Jun Tansho, and Keiichi Sato in um, 14:21 when Hayato pinned Izuchi with the Hayato Orchestra. I thought this was good, but uh, 60 poor 60 seconds just feels like geeks. Yeah, and they've been booked like geeks they never win yeah and like you azuka and especially izuchi have done tons of jobs to outsiders i you know yeah i don't love it no but i also feel like maybe that's like a good idea to like break up the faction and then maybe you can do something else with them because i feel like the 60 second like i thought right, i liked so them at the beginning Yuzuka but, wasn't yeah. in you azuka wasn't in 60 seconds was he no, he wasn't. Sorry, I was wrong about that. But Izuchi, Izuchi does yes, tons yes, of jobs yes, to outsiders. Yes, he does as well. Uh, so, um, no, I, I feel like this was a good idea to maybe like end it. Like, I liked the concept originally, but yeah, I don't know. And they were just kind of there mostly. And I feel like, like, was this match kind of like a full-on face turn for Bulk Orchestra by the end? I think by the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, yeah. basically, like the like the promo that, like, Tamara cut and everything... Like that very yeah. much felt like, and then they like raising like the arms of like uh, afterwards as well, the sixty second yeah. guys. So yeah, uh, like this felt like that they're, they're actually like a face faction now because obviously like Black Generation like International are like the clear heels obviously. Yeah. Next up, G Pro Wrestling Premium Six Man Tag Match: Al Lindeman, Kento Miyahara, and Chihiro Hashimoto uh, 
replacing com- uh, replacing Commander, who's replacing Bandito. <laughs> uh, I get uh, Bandito was booked for AEW or something or ROH, and then Commander had visa issues. So that's what happened there. Defeated Utani, Flamita, and Kotaro Suzuki in ten minutes and eight seconds. When uh, Lindemann used a Tiger Suplex hold on Utani, I mean this was a lot of fun. Um, Kento was like incredibly over, of course. Uh, one of the biggest stars on the show, really, just yeah. from the crowd reaction and everything like that. But I mean, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. You know, a lot of you know mugging for the camera. Mm-hmm. And a lot of fun and the heels eating shit and everything. Yeah. It's also always interesting with Yutani and like, so it's so weird to just hear corn on a Japanese wrestling show. <laughs> like it's always kind of, it it, it's always kind of jarring because it's like you get like the vibe of like mid 2000s, like American Indies. Yeah, for sure. But no, match, match, then... was, good. match was good though. Oh, yeah. And then in the G Pro Wrestling G Rex title main event for that division, T Hawk defeated Soma Watanabe in 18 minutes and 16 seconds with the Night Ride for a second defense of the title. This is pretty good. I would say this was better than his match against Czech Shimitani, but not as good as the match against Kaido Ishida where he won the title. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Watanabe looked good. I thought they worked a hell of a pace for 18 minutes. Um, I just. I don't know for Soma, I just feel like he's treading water though. Yeah, I, ne- I never really got the feeling that he had like any chance of winning, which I think hurt the no. match for me as well. Where I was just like counting down the time until like T Hawk does his comeback and then hits the night right and wins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, and then afterwards, Hyder Tamara came out to challenge T Hawk. Mm-hmm. And I feel T Hawk is losing. That will not. Oh, I would. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. You got to pull the trigger yeah. on Hyro Tamara because he's clearly and like on the, the guy. Like he's the guy. He, I mean, he's clearly been the guy that they've been building to as well. Yeah, he'll be. Well, he. Yeah, he'll be the first um, Grand Slam champion of great if he wins. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because I mean, hey, he's the second. He's a two-time world champion at that point. Yes. Yeah. And uh, he had that long run with the tag titles. Mm-hmm. So I think it's his time. Oh, no, I think... It's I always thought we were going to... Yeah. Yeah. I always thought um, he was going to get that push. It was just a matter of time. Yeah. You obviously had to placate Shima by giving his boys title runs at first. But, you know. Yeah. No, but now... We have to lure kind of... And probably had to lure Kaido Ishida over. Yeah. By giving him a title run. Yeah. But like this you was know. always building uh-huh. to like Tamara. Like, like I kind of feel like I think they did well with like having him build character with the heel run and everything. But now like he's very clearly a face. And yeah, yeah. It, it's time for him to like become the ace of the promotion. Like that was, I think that was always the plan from day one was for him to become the ace. Yeah. And then in Ledet UWF rules. Maya Fukuda defeated Azusa Inaba in five minutes and five seconds uh, by KO with a uh, a right high kick. I just thought this was not bad. They just kicked the crap out of each other for five minutes. And is this Inaba the sister of Tomoka Inaba? I don't know. 
Because Tomoka and Awa came out. I mean, I guess in that case, yeah. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I've like, never seen this. I've never seen her before, like this in Awa before, so I don't know. I mean, it makes sense. She doesn't have a case with profile. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, she doesn't have uh, a case with profile or anything. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, which is also why you could get someone to actually put Fakuda over. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, hey, Miyagi put her over too, but that was for storyline reasons, so that doesn't count really. I mean, this might well. Hosokawa did the job in, in in her match to the other great woman, but this is like a, a rare show where there's multiple great women getting wins. Yeah. <laughs> It's, I mean, yeah, I mean, aside from the Saito's match, right? It's like all of like the great guys actually won. Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, yeah, never mind. Sorry, I forgot about the, the most egregious one. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Um. All right, uh, we had some technical difficulties, which also involves me um, forgetting to record things. Uh, again, so this is our second attempt at this. <laughs> so um, we're going to fly through the rest of this real quick. Paul, the UWF tag match, Ayato Yoshida and Yu Izuka versus Hukaru Sato and uh, 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 Shinya Aoki. I mean, I liked it enough. I thought Aoki, I liked Aoki's performance in this, but I thought it went a little too long. Uh, and you had some thoughts about this as well. Yeah, I, I didn't like Aoki's performance in this because he just, like, he felt, like, too cool for school in this and he was just, like, laughing and being like, look at the silly pro wrestling thing I'm doing and I really didn't like that. And I also thought the match went just way, way too long and it shouldn't have been on this position of the card. Like, I think they should stop doing the strict split because this was not a worthy semi-main event for the show. Right, yeah, card placements was questioned and you have to question why not start with UW the UWF stuff at, at first. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like I get I get why they wanted to have like the main event be the main event, but like this still felt like such a weird thing because the card like it felt the show ended and then there's like this new like opener here and it's like yeah, it's weird. Um and then we had in the main event um Fujita Jr. Hayato defeated Takanori Ito for the UW, Ledet UWF World title in 9 minutes and 18 seconds via referee stop. He captured him in his KID submission hold. Um, this was actually pretty great, like hard-hitting, all-action, and I really liked it. But the booking decision was horrible. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I, I like the match as well. Like, I mean, these are two great wrestlers, so no surprise there. But the booking is just baffling where they do this whole tournament crown the first champion of the of the uwf division and then they just immediately drop him out to an outsider in his first defense like it's just like i have a feeling i know where they're doing this because i think they're doing hayato with Zibushi at sumo hall yeah but like basically you do some short-term gain by like having like a big match on the sumo hall show and in but at, at the same time you did some long-term damage to one of your own guys in ito because neither Ibushi nor Hayato are like your own guys, really. No. I mean, and Abushi's is a big question mark. Like, how long do you get him? Who does he job to when he, if he loses the title and can his body hold up? But if he's doing UWF style matches, maybe that's best for him at this point. No. Yeah, no. Like, that, that helps his body, like, hold up because he doesn't have to do flips and all of that. Can just do some nice mat work, do some strikes and all of that. So, yeah. It's, it's good for him. And I think him and Hayato are going to have a burner if they do that. So, definitely. I mean, really. Only one other. 
Sorry, I was going to say, the only way to salvage this is to have Ido beat Ibushi. Ibushi. Yes, yes, that, that's literally the only way you can salvage this, where it's like, you have, you put the title on Ibushi, like, maybe have him have a few defenses, and then Ido beats him as, like, the redemption story. That would work, but, yeah, otherwise, I think, like, I don't know if, like, if Ito will really ever recover, recover from this in any other way, so that's questionable. Yeah. And then, just quickly announced for uh, the Sumo Hall Show on August 4th, we have Kazayashi, Minoru Tanaka, and Shima versus Juntan Show, Atsuki, Aoyaki, and Hiromo Takahashi. That'll be great. Masakatsu Funaki will be there. It will be Quiet Storm's 25th anniversary as a wrestler. And uh, Hayato Tamo versus T-Hawk, as we already said. And Minoru Suzuki will be there. And they said that he would be specifically in a Ledet UWF uh, match of some kind. Uh, so, um, Paul, do you have any actual uh, closing thoughts now that we're finally getting to the end of the show? <laughs> Again, yeah. Uh, I mean, great, great, great is a nice promotion. I'm... Uh, I, uh... Well, it's something that no one else has heard so far. But you said as well that you're like energized about Puro right now, and I feel yes. the same way. Like, yes. there's, there's a lot of nice stuff going on. Got some like big Japan to catch up on, like that, like uh, the last uh, Okabayashi match before his uh, hiatus, some Fortune Dream, like Tenryu Project. Like, there's loads of interesting things going on now that, like, and it feels at the very least uh, that like I think attendance is at least somewhat are starting to recover because we just had like. All Japan draw like above 1,000 at Korokan. Like this was like the great, biggest ever, like great attendance. And then like the Dragon Gate, like Cobra World, actually drew like like, like 500,000 people. Uh, 500, 5,000 people. <laughs> <laughs> 5,000 people. And I, I mean, also like I've seen like in like other like arenas, I've seen some like promotions start thing again to like actually announce like super no vacancies mm-hmm. which i don't think we've seen like no in a while very rare very rare the shows were. yeah yeah so yeah that's a good sign so we will okay we might have something planned for you next week but we will definitely be back right after like a day or two after um nakajima versus kento because that's a match that's 10 years in the making and mm-hmm. uh, i think we're gonna have a lot to say about it and i'm pretty confident that there will be like a very you know there'll be some sort of direction about where this is going after that uh from that show too um so for paul vosh i'm george trollio and we'll talk to you soon music it's not just part of our daily lives it's part of our wrestling fandom as well and it has been for decades that's where this show comes in music of the mat the podcast devoted exclusively to the music of pro wrestling hosted by Andrew Rich. Hey, that's me. Each episode delivers a different topic with a variety of great guests, fun conversations, musical analysis, and of course, a heartfelt pun or two. New episodes drop every other Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast app of choice. Check out Music of the Mat only on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network.